us who don't know this practice is a covenant we have with God in this church that before we enter into the next year, we offer a sacrifice to secure the next year. And uh, I, you have to be prepared to really understand what that covenant is. And therefore, I'm beginning to teach on sacrificial covenants from today. Next week, I'm going to continue to preach and we are going to raise the pledges towards this day of sacrifice. And I'm going to bless you this morning. I'm so convinced that the word of God is going to bless you this morning. I want you to close your eyes, lift up your right hand and speak the language of the Holy Spirit. we give you praise, Lord. We give you all the praise, Lord. Take all the glory. Take all the honor in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. for your presence. We thank you for what you are about to do. We thank you that your word will come and transform us and give us strength to walk into this covenant. In the name of Jesus, have we prayed. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Oh, give the Lord a mighty clap, your clap. I preach on what I've titled, What is in your hand? What is in your hands? What is in your hands? Exodus chapter 4, verse 2 to 5. Exodus chapter 4, verse 2 to 5. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A rod. Someone say a rod. Somebody say a rod. Oh, say a rod. I can't feel you. Say a rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. 
And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled before it. God was having an interaction with Moses. And he told Moses what was in his hands. And Moses said, it was a rod. And God said, drop it on the floor. And when he dropped it on the floor, it became a snake. And Moses ran away. Won't you run away? Hello? Talk to me. Won't you have run away? You met God. God said, drop your stick. You drop the stick and the thing is like this. You run away. So the Bible said, and the Lord said to Moses, put forth thy hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob had appeared unto them. Say, what is in your hands? I'm asking you, what is in your hands? The Lord is asking you, what is in your hands? Who knows Moses here? Who has read about Moses? Now, Moses is one of the most interesting characters in the Bible. Moses was the only child born and dumped on the river. Hallelujah. Moses was the man who lived in Pharaoh's palace. Moses was being trained to become the next Pharaoh. Moses was a very powerful man. In fact, to the Old Testament, Moses is the Jesus there. Because God said he was going to raise a prophet like unto Moses in the New Testament. So the man Moses, he was a very powerful man. When you come to knowledge, Moses was learned in over 40 areas of life. So if you talk about engineering, Moses knew a lot about engineering. If you talk about medicine, Moses knew a lot about medicine. If you talk about languages and communication, Moses, Moses was a lawyer, he was a judge. Moses was a very powerful man. Because in the history of Egypt, they saw in Moses a great pharaoh who will make Egypt the most powerful forever. But because God's kingdom is the most powerful forever, God took Moses away and took him into the wilderness. That is for another day. Now, Moses had gone back into the wilderness. God caused something to happen. God caused him to defend the people of God in his own power. And he failed and he ran away. In the wilderness, he got a wife and he began working for his father-in-law. I'm giving you a background. And in that moment, Israel was crying up to God that they needed a deliverer for over 400 years, which coincided with prophecy. Now, God heard the cry of the Israelites and was looking for a savior. And he found Moses. So, in his interaction with Moses, he wanted to show Moses that he is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I've given you a background. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. God comes face to face with Moses. Under normal circumstances, Moses should have died. Because you cannot meet God face to face and die. But when God met Moses, God was not interested in his academics or his academic laurels or in his finances. Or God was interested in his stature. But God asked him, what is in your hand? What is in your hands? I'm preaching. A shepherd's staff. Am I in church? I'm bringing you somewhere. Please follow me. 
because I have a good word for you. It will change your life. If you can believe in this covenant day of sacrifice, your life will be transformed. Your amen is very weak. God said, what is in your hands? Moses said, it's just a rod. God said, throw it on the ground. Wow. And I'm going to show you, you may think that, you see, when you are reading the Bible, you need to play with the Bible. You need to play with words. You need to put yourself in that situation. And you, when you don't do that, you must dramatize the word for you to understand what was happening. Now, you know that God, you don't meet God face to face and survive. God appears. What would have happened to you? Think about it. Now, God asks you, what is in your hands? And Moses said, a rod. And God said, drop it on the floor. I'm going to show you that it wasn't that easy for Moses to drop that thing on the floor. I'll show you why. Because when you are reading, you think that, oh, pastor, a, a stick. You are holding stick. God said, drop it. What is it? I like the way somebody is smiling. I'm taking, see, when you are studying the Bible, don't just read. You need to understand. Now, Moses had a rod in his hand. What was that rod? A shepherd's rod. That rod was critical to his livelihood. There is no shepherd who has no rod. Every shepherd needs a rod to be a shepherd. So for you to meet a shepherd and tell him to drop what is in his hand, which is a shepherd rod, is a serious problem. Have you seen the shepherd rod before? It's like this. It has a significance. The curved area is used to hook the sheep, the stubborn goats. When they are going off, they hook them and pull them back. And the other side is used to attack any animal that tries to attack the sheep. Now, God finds you in the wilderness and tells you to drop that thing in your hands. In the wilderness, you had no gun. That was what was protecting Moses. And God said, drop it on the floor. If it was you, what would you have done? Are you in church? I want to help you. You see, in these times that we are in, you need to write on divine wisdom to live. If you want to go boot by boot, the devil is wiser than you in that arena. There must be something about your life that will make people marvel at what God is doing with you. You must walk under certain understanding that doesn't change you even when you are in the fire. There was an understanding that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had when they were in the fire. That was why they were not consumed. But many times we find ourselves in such situations and the fire consumed because there is no understanding to these things. There are times that God wants to bless people. He will just say, gather unto me them that have a covenant with me. He won't say, gather my children to me. He will say, gather my children unto me them that have a covenant with me. So as you are walking as a child of God, there must be something of you that God can hold on to to exempt you from certain calamity. And God can hold on to to bless you with certain blessings. And I declare upon your life that God will find you this morning and change your life forever. Come on, give the Lord a mighty clap offering. telling Moses throw down your rod throw down that one possession that gives you a meaning because without the staff 
You are not called a shepherd. How can you be a nurse when you don't know how to handle needle or have the syringes? You don't have then you're a nurse. We have never seen you with needles or syringes. If God had asked him for something else, it could have been easier. Oh, Moses, I want 25 of your sheep to go and do something. Because he was taking care of his father-in-law. Oh, God, you can even take 50. I will take the fattest. And, but God said, what is in your hand? Drop it. There are things in our lives that if you, you, you can easily give to God. If I come home, Joanna, God wants to bless you. But you have to bring about 25 of your dresses. Let's take two offer. It will be easy. Oh, Pastor, read. Okay. Five account. God said for the next five months, all your salary put on the order. Pastor, you have you shook yourself. But God went to Moses and said, What is in your hand? God is a relevant God. He's not irrelevant. We can't give him irrelevant things and expect him to give us relevant blessings. I mean, what is 50 Ghana to somebody who earns 5,000? Are you here? That is an irrelevant blessing. Are you in church? I'm bringing you somewhere so that your prayers will be strong. When you are praying, you don't need to pray plenty. When you enter into prayer and we are talking, you know, I'm, 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 I'm the one talking right now, and you are all listening to me. I'm sure if somebody wants to talk to you right now, you will not listen to the person, because that person's voice at, that, at this time is irrelevant. If you want to enter into the cause of God, and for heaven to pay attention to your prayer, your words must be heavier than an ordinary word. Praise the Lord. That is why when you go to the parliament house, the speaker of parliament is sitting there. There are other MPs there. But when the speaker is speaking, it is expected that nobody talks. When you enter into the mood of prayer, heaven should be ready to hear your voice. And that one, you know, when you read the Bible, you realize that there are a lot of kings who offended God and God punished them. But when David offended God, God was rather correcting the situation for him to continue to live. I pray that after this morning, your life will become a life that many will envy. I said your life will become an envious life. Your destiny will receive some color. Your life will be transformed. You will receive a blessing from the Lord after this morning in the name of Jesus. to take it one by one. Those people, you deceive me to miss certain I know it. Every demand of a sacrifice is a test of your faith. Every demand of your sacrifice is a test of your faith. Any man who can't sacrifice to God does not have faith in God. Moses had a rod in his hand. He didn't have a spear. He just had one. God said, drop it. I'll come to Abraham. God said, drop it. I'm talking to somebody. But I'm coming. There are things in your life you can easily give up. Your used dresses. Your shoes. Your mobile phone. You, you, you can easily give up something and not feel it. Yeah. But there are certain things that you can't give up. And that is what God do. You open his mouth and say, give me that thing. When God came to Abraham, he didn't say, give me your son. 
He said, Jack, I want your son, Isaac, the one you love. Because God knows Abraham. If he had said that, oh, give me your son, he would have brought Ishmael. Ishmael, come here. You now, I don't want you in the house, Greg. Come, come, let's go. God, God said I should sacrifice something. So you come. You call the servant. And you kill him and then. But God said, give me Isaac, the one you love. There are many people who were following Jesus. There were many people following Jesus. At a certain point, he says, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you are not my disciples. Jack, this guy is a juju man. They, they all left him. A young man came to him. He said, ah, how can I enter into the kingdom of God? And Jesus said that, go and sell everything you have. And give it to the poor. And come. The guy left depressed. He, he, was, he said, I've served the Lord from my youth. I'll show you that your offerings are heavier than your service. He had served God from his youth, but when he got to the sacrifice, he was heartbroken because all his life was in idolatry. Are you in church? The value of your service is seen in your offering. That is why you can see that somebody can serve God for a long time and be suffering for a long time. Are you dead? I'm going to help somebody. Give the Lord a mighty clap of work. There are certain realms you may never enter into if you don't know how to give to God. There are certain blessings you may never have. Look, I don't care what they are saying on the radio. Me, I don't listen to radio to preach. I read Bible to interpret. But a lot of Christians listen to radio and read newspaper. And when they are insulting the church, they also add that me, I don't do. I read Bible and I interpret the Bible by the help of the Spirit. And when I read the Bible, all the people worth mentioning did not live without powerful offerings. No. Even Jesus gave his life. He didn't give money. He gave his life. Abraham, his son, his only son, Isaac, Isaac, in that same year, 22, Genesis 26, in that, he sowed the seed when there was famine. Jacob mentioned them. David, to David, who fornicated, who did adultery, one poor, see the offering he left for God. And God preserved, God, that's why God was preserving him. You, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, two hundred and something, two thousand and something, we are still counting. We are still counting. 5,000 and something. I'm sure by Monday you add two more. And you are going. David won. Many people quote David's mistake. And they continue to remain in adultery. But David once, once, And he left money enough to build the temple. If your father is not David, don't behave like Solomon. You die. It's because of the covenant that David had with God. That was why God preserved Solomon's life about, up from all his foolishness. God will always remember David and say, ah, this guy, ah, I did not mean David. Ah, this guy. Something was covering him. What will you leave for your children? Moses did was, was very dangerous because that means if any animal had attacked the sheep at that point, 
he will not have anything to defend it. It was very risky. There is no sacrifice that isn't risky. Very risky. You could go without food. You could go without remnant. You could go without setting. And I mean, oh my God, I'm here to help somebody. If, 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 if your mind can be transformed, if your mentality can change, I'm telling you that you have walked so far away from the Lord. You have walked away from your own blessings. Because look, 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 look at me. You can come to church. They will say, we want five people to give us 500 guys. And you will never get up. But hey, the perfumes you are using, some are costing 700, 1,200. And you use three of them at a go. But you see, because you have made up your mind, the spirit of sacrifice is not on our heart. The genuine love for God is missing. We don't even think about sacrificing certain pleasures in order to obey God. Yeah. Women, your hair. Only God knows the amount. Maybe you change your hairstyle three times a month. That is the normal. Now God comes in and says, no, I need this. You need to pause your agenda, fulfill God's desire, and then you continue. And in that point, you'll be like the eagle who is trying to renew his strength. You may not look so glorious. You may not look so beautiful. You may not look like a powerful person, but you are a man under covenant. You are a man going through an oppression. After oppression, you cannot run. After oppression, you cannot walk. After oppression, you cannot lift certain everything. But it is just a matter of time. When the oppressing wounds are healed, the same person who could not walk will begin to run the same person who could not jump will begin to jump. I'm here to tell somebody, may your sacrifice jump you from 1 to 10, from 10 to 100, from 100 to 1000. Come on, shout, I receive it. The Bible said Moses threw the rod down. It came at a cost. Much consideration went into that decision. Much consideration went into that decision. God comes to you. Hey, Pastor Frank, drop your camera. Hey. God, I am not Bill Gates. That rich is that you. Drop. It came with much consideration. What you can't give to God, you can't have in multiples from God. There is a way to increase in life. You can get one plus one plus one plus one. That is logical strength. That is logical reason. But look, there is something that should protect you, my brother. There is something that should protect you. Look at the people went to school. Disease has broken on the compound. Only four people are dead. No. Not your child. I said, not your child. I said, not your child, not our children, not ourselves. Nothing will come close to you. Because when you are walking, you know, hey, you know, you know that you have a covenant with God. You know, you must know. But you, you, you can't know if you have not entered into a covenant with God. Praise the Lord. There can be an accident. You can be in the car. Everybody will die, but you will survive. Not a scratch. It's not, I mean, other people will go and swallow things for it. And you are sitting in church. You have access to the most powerful God. You have access to the Holy Ghost, the most powerful deity. And you are not cooking yourself. You need to cook yourself. You need to fortify yourself. You need to be fortified. There are times when the medicals become confused. They're saying it is this. They're saying it is this. They're saying it is this. Now they found a name for it. In fact, anybody who dies, they'll find a name for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If even air killed you, they will give another name. 
Because if the man is dead, he's dead. I mean, whatever you say, the person is dead. And they will hide all kinds of things. But I pray for you. Premature death is not your portion. The covenant in the blood of Jesus. Premature death is not your portion. We break it in the name of Jesus. Anybody sitting here who has been earmarked to die before the end of the year, who has been earmarked to die in 2018, by the tokens of the blood, by the tokens of the blood, we declare and escape for you in the name of Jesus. There are some possessions in your life that God will ask you for. And you may easily give. But when it comes to money, money becomes a form of, ah, God, ah, God, are you sure? <laughs> Why do you want my money? My money, ah, I use it for my comfort. Ah, my money, no. When I buy shoes for myself, I'm okay. But God, if you ask me for money, hey, God, wait, we have to talk. Money, wait, 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 we have to talk. My money, God, you know my salary. God, you know, God, God no. You know, it's very easy to spend on yourself, spend on your children, spend on your loved ones. In fact, save for your retirement. People have saved for their retirement and they are dead. Oh, yeah, I work in a corporate world. Two years to retirement, dead. Their children start fighting, killing each other. Then whoever survives will take them. So if you didn't give God any money, what are you going to be today? And you'll be there, you see how big your own sons are killing themselves because of your money. It's good to retire well. I mean, save. It's good. Just save. But make sure that you have all tests following. I believed in altars more just recently when I went to pray for a pastor who bought a land. And he said when they entered the land, it's as if something is there. So they discovered that they had buried live cow on the land. He called the prophets to come and turn it. They, none of them wanted to come. Yeah. None of them will be on the soil of the court. Have you called? They said, oh, no. they said, don't come on. I said, God, this one is your friend, the prophet, the prophet. God. The apostle, you are the one to come. If you don't come, nobody will come. So we went, we prayed some prayers, and we raised an altar, literally. Literally, because you need to counter the thing. And the grace of God, he said, since then, when they all when people come to the compound, it is like some rain. They say they feel an atmosphere of rain. That is why I say, ah, hey, this thing is real. I pray that when we raise an altar and you place it upon your family, you raise an altar for your marriage. End the force in your father's house. End the force in your mother's house. That doesn't want people to marry and stay in their marriage. You will break them into pieces in the name of Jesus. Some homes that people must not rise. No, no, no. It's a very news for you to say your child has gone to university. Where? Where are you going to pass? Where are you going to pass to go to university? If you see Solomon misbehaving, check his father. You, your father. Check his father. David. Then they are going, you are going. Then they are chilling, they are chilling. You are chilling. Check their father and their mother. You, your back is empty. Look, some people are working with covenant that God has no choice than hold the judgment until the day they repent. Don't look at somebody and misbehave with the person. Because everybody that is sitting here, something is following him. Oh, you can clap. I, I, I pray the way I pray because I know where I'm coming from. I don't 
care whether I'm in suit. I don't care whether I have this degree. I, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. I don't care whether I've disgraced myself and shout a capaya. Oh, Pastor Prince, just take your time. I mean, you already bought. I will continue to scream because where I am coming from, you have no idea. When a tree is in the middle of the palace and it doesn't grow tall, it grows like this. They even cut it and the tree grows like this. And as you come and follow you, you are wearing suit, you have pe- perfume, and you are pre- No, 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 no. I am coming from a hard place and I need to carry fire because I don't know what is behind you. I don't know. You're a young man, 29 years. You just finished nearly 28. And you have befriended that that be who is also 29. The person is not pushing in life, and you two are everywhere. You're going to do this. We have both game. Yeah, you see. Oh, we went to sit here to watch the sea. You can share po. Continue to go and watch. Continue to go and watch. That person, you trying to take it, Cecilia. Be trying to stick it. And you will be here. And 15 years' time, he will come down. And say, Charlie, where is my friend? Where is you coming? You will be at the same place. No amount two hundred dollars be and no no no. When you are acting in life, look at your back. What is following you? Anytime fear comes on you, there must be a stronghold that can give you strength. There must, and the least covenant you can have with God is your titan. That's the least covenant, and you move it higher because. The world has become very dangerous. People, are, I mean, you can take a taxi. I, 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 I heard of a testimony. Give me like seven minutes. I'll just end my message at one quarter. It's just one quarter. I heard a testimony where a guy said from his own man. And I warned everybody. When you are walking in town and somebody's money for, don't take it for the person. Walk and go. It was for that they were walking in circle. Circle. And the person's money fell and he picked it. He said that was all. That was all he remembered. When he opened his eyes, life story. He was at Tamale, some house. Today, big house. Big house. He, hasn't, he doesn't even know the blind people are sitting. My name is The blue so I'm not too they kill the fowl also. And when they drop it in front of you, the fowl presser, and that means you are correct meat. You will not be a correct meat to witches and wizards. I prophesy upon your life. I prophesy upon your life. Your children will not be correct me to witches. Your mother will not be a correct way to me to witches. Your life will be bitter. Wrong mate. You shall be a wrong mate to the enemy. I said you shall be a wrong mate to the enemy. I said you shall be a wrong mate to the enemy. In the name of Jesus. May your name and prophesy somebody. I see an attack coming upon somebody in 17 days. But I'm counteracting it with this prophecy. There is somebody. I hear the town. Akimoda. There is somebody. They are going to mention your name. Within 17 days. In a certain shrine in a booth. But I prophesy. That when they mention your name. They will all run mad. You will survive. I say you will survive. In the name of Jesus. Yesterday. I was sleeping. I've not been able to sleep well today. And I go back and sleep. Then a member called me. He said, Fear had come upon her. Fear. Anxiety. To mean that. Midnight. I was on my bed at that time. So when the message came, Pastor, are you asleep? And I responded, No. He said, Wow, you're not asleep. 
day by you asked me, I've answered you. We don't sleep because of you. Pray for you. Because what going up in five years' time, if you remain poor, you have been a wicked church member. Yeah. I'm telling you. If you remain poor, if you remain in this sin you are in for the next five years, you're a wicked church member. Because what it takes for us to preach to you is not like we wake up and then we come and preach. So he started talking and said, Ah! And I said, Ah, I see a bear on your roof that has just flown away. He said, Ah, Pastor! How did you know? I said, I see, I don't know how to tell you. I said, I see a bed that has just flown out of your roof. I said, Pastor, for the past two and three days we came to this house, every six beer, a bed come and land on the building and will cry out. And I said, forget about that story. I'm telling you what I'm seeing. I said, I see a bed. And I'm here to tell somebody, if anybody is looking for you, to destroy you, to stop you from entering into 2018. We provoke the anger of the Lord against the agenda, against the plans. You will survive it. You will survive. You will prevail. Come on, shout, I am a winner. Shout, I am a winner. Shout, I am a winner. Rise on your feet. We want to pray for five minutes. We leave this place. Lift up your right hand. Everybody with me. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. By the tokens of the blood. Say by the tokens of the blood. As I clap my hands and pray. I scatter the agenda of the enemy. Concerning my life. Concerning my family. Clap your hands and scatter. Fire, 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 fire,
Lift your right hand up. We're going to pray that 2018, the Lord will announce you. Amen. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say my father, my maker. My father, my Say maker. my father, my fighter. My father, my Say fighter. my father, my protector. My father, my Say protector. my father, my provider. My father, my in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In 2018. In 2018. Announce me, oh God. Announce me, oh God. Announce me, oh God. Announce my marriage. Announce my children. Announce my children. Announce my breakthrough. Announce my miracle. Announce my miracle. Announce my favor. Clap your hands and pray for sister. Shut up! 